This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 10th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The U.S.-China relationship is perhaps the most important bilateral relationship for the United States. But the country that serves as the U.S. banker, major trading partner, and military competitor didn't appear to warrant much of a discussion from Mitt Romney's big foreign policy speech this week. Justin Logan, Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. In his three-plus years in office, President Obama has instituted what might be termed tough, punitive uh, policies towards China, at least with respect to trade. And Mitt Romney, uh, in some ways, seems to want to do have the Obama policy only more uh, with respect to China. How fair is that? Well, both candidates, I think, have tried to get tough on China. Uh, or at least to look tough on China. That's been a big uh, thing in the election. There's been a certain amount of one-upmanship with respect to ads, talking about uh, Governor Romney's history at Bain Capital, whether or not uh, jobs were uh, offshored to China. And then there's been fire returned from Governor Romney uh, against President Obama. So there has been a, a certain uh, backdrop in the campaign of get tough on China. And look, in a certain demagogic political sense, that's intelligible, right? The economy has been bumping along for three plus years. Um, And there is a tendency, of course, not to look at any structural problems within our own economy uh, or decisions that were made poorly, but rather there must be uh, some foreign meanie out there that did this to us. Uh, And if you look at polling data, the public is uh, kind of alarmingly alarmed about China. So in a crude political sense, it's intelligible what they're doing, but there has been a considerable and for, you know, sort of a policy wonk, a fairly alarming amount of uh, demagoguery surrounding the China issue so far in the campaign. It seems like Mitt Romney, though, is throwing out what ought to be established wisdom with respect to economics and trade uh, in seeking to punish or demonize China. There's a certain amount of, I think, sort of Kremlinology going on around Romney. On the one hand, people say, look, he's, you know, a sort of technocratic guy. You don't get through, you know, a successful tenure at Bain Capital by being a table pounding uh, Yahoo. And then on the other side, they say, well, you know, if he's such a technocrat and such a moderate uh, on the China issue, why is he saying the things that he's saying? And so it's also possible, right, that he's saying these things for politically instrumental purposes uh, and doesn't necessarily believe them. But there's a certain amount of ideological blowback that can happen sometimes where you repeat things over and over again. You forget that you were uh, – how can I say, being strategic in saying it, and you sort of come to believe your own rhetoric. So I, I'm certainly not privy to the campaigns or, or, or even more certainly the candidates' thoughts on the matter. Um, but there is sort of a, a warring schools of thought with respect to whether Romney is just being very crudely political or has a you know peculiar view of China as an eco- economic and indeed as a strategic military threat to the United States. The United States has a particularly odd relationship with China. They are to a large extent the banker for the United States and uh, one of our best trading partners. And uh, on, to another extent, they're viewed as a threat to us uh, militarily perhaps. Uh, and certainly with respect to uh, destroying American jobs. That's right. I mean, I think there's a weird uh, dysfunctional dualism at the heart of America's China policy, and it's a bipartisan policy embraced by both candidates. 
There's this ongoing debate in my little realm of the world about whether or not the United States is or should contain China or whether or not it can or should engage China. And both political parties want to do both. And to people of my way of thinking, that's incoherent and indeed a problem. Both political parties agree that China should be engaged on economic issues. They also agree, although they don't put it this way because it would be provocative to do so, that the United States, working in in, uh, allegiance with its allies to the extent possible, should contain China, should prevent it from taking on a larger military role uh, in East Asia, particularly in the Pacific, even in its littorals. The problem with that is that those two policies work at odds with one another, right? Engaging China has been terrific uh, for economics, both in the United States and to a greater extent in China. China has benefited tremendously uh, from economic engagement with the United States. And by benefit tremendously, I mean grow significantly wealthier and with its growing wealth, uh, translate a considerable portion of that into growing military power. So on the one hand, economic engagement makes China relatively wealthier and relatively more powerful. On the other side, what that has the effect of doing is make the containment part of the policy more costly. Um, So American policymakers really have this sort of dual mindset when it comes to China that we want the positive sum economic interactions where everybody gets wealthier, everybody is better off. But we want China to continue to act in the international system as a weak, poor country comparable to the way it was 30 or 40 years ago. And I think that expectation is unrealistic. uh, And that's a real problem, I think, going forward for the United States. There's a real failure, I think, to square up to the cross purposes at which those two aspects of the policy uh, are working. And, you know, obviously I'm not optimistic that that will be uh, drawn out in the upcoming foreign policy debate, unfortunately. Mitt Romney uh, has given a highly anticipated speech on uh, foreign policy. He focused mostly on the Middle East. How does China figure into into that? Well, it's telling because I think, you know, whether you're a hawk or a dove on the matter, uh, everybody should agree that the U.S.-China bilateral relationship is the most important bilateral relationship in the world. Uh, you know, the costs of getting it wrong are astronomically high, and the benefits of getting it right are also quite high. So it's it's telling and in some ways very dispiriting uh, that for all the talk of a pivot or a rebalancing uh, away from the greater Middle East and toward the Asia-Pacific region, we've found ourselves rapidly pivoting back uh, to a region in which the United States has much smaller interests uh, than it does with China. And to your point, I mean, I think you're quite right. Given the um, the amount of political rhetoric that has been exerted demagoguing um, the China issue in the campaign from both sides, it's sad that there hasn't been even an effort, I mean, to expect, you know, an intelligent scholarly discussion of the issue from two presidential candidates is way too much to ask. But there hasn't even been an effort, a gesture in the direction of discussing at length how the candidates disagree uh, when it comes to the U.S.-China relationship and instead have focused their uh, demagogy on uh, uh, demagoguery on the, uh, the greater Middle East. So there's a real unfortunate obsession uh, there, a bipartisan American obsession with the Middle East when uh, in large part the really, really consequential issues that we're going to be facing in the decades to come uh, are going to be you know, uh, uh, much further to the east. 
Justin Logan is Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.